0: Welcome to OneQ, a podcast by Blueprint Technologies, where guests from all different industries are asked one new burning question about the future of digital transformation. Here's your host, president and co-founder of Blueprint, Ryan Neal.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the OneQ podcast, where we discuss the next wave of innovation in technology and businesses. I'm your host, Ryan Neal, president of Blueprint Technologies. Today we have a guest uh, on our our podcast who's one of the leaders over at T-Mobile that is building out the T-Mobile's ISP, Jason McCracken.
0: Hey, how's it going? Thanks for coming on the show. Thank Um, you.
1: So tell us a little bit about the vision with the the ISP and T-Mobile, like why you guys are getting into that business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a a fantastic opportunity for us to really get into a market that's ripe for disruption. Uh, I know that's a word that's thrown around quite a bit you know everybody's the next uber or the next this or the next that but we feel that the isp market is a market that has been um woefully underserved not only in major metropolitan areas but in specifically rural markets where we're headed where there's a massive digital divide um where you have folks who have trouble getting access to the internet in any basic way and if they do get access these companies are just running over them and charging them an arm and a leg so our intent is to go into this, these markets and do what we've done with wireless, uh, and just really be the uncarrier and just kind of take care of customers, worry about them first, and let the companies who don't want to catch up suffer the consequences. I guess. Yeah. So,
1: what, uh, what is the uh, the uncarrier way of doing that? What What are the kind of the aspects that everybody can uh, look for?
0: Yeah, I mean, the best way to really explain the uncarrier methodology is putting customers first. And putting the uh, people who take care of those customers uh, at, at the forefront of what we do, um, leadership or uh, any of that, any of that kind of uh, um, uh, those folks within the company really come last. Um, and, and I think that's a fundamental difference between us and just about everybody else. Um, you know, it, it a lot of other companies have the persona that they're more, more they care more about. the the c-suite or you know the bottom line and all that stuff and by by no means are are, you know are we is this an altruistic uh event i mean we're definitely looking to make profit in what we do but we're, we're looking at it from a different angle of if you take care of your customers and you take care of the people who take care of those customers everything else fleshes out like you always win
1: that's awesome. Yeah. It's been, it's been really cool to see you go down this road and really dive in and, and learn along the way. Um, and it's a good segue into our, uh, um, the one cue of the day. So, so from your perspective and, and as you've been out talking with a lot of different customers and a lot of different people in this space, what is, a uh, um, what is, what is really important about connecting underserved regions? Um, like what's the, what's the why behind this move? Because like you said, you know, there's a lot of companies that didn't go into this, this market in this business because it, a lot of times it doesn't pencil out. Yeah. And so, um, you know, what is the, what, what drove the why behind your um, ability to or or vision on uh, making taking an uncarrier approach to this solving this problem.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a great question. I think the the number one reason is that we saw a pain point of people who weren't being taken care of, and and, and as a matter of fact, they were being taken up uh, taken over the barrel, and we're always trying to look for ways to help solve problems where they need to be solved. We've done the last couple of years, five years of really changing the way that everybody buys their cell phone now. Right. You know, yeah. you go and you, no matter who you go to, you know, you don't have to have contracts anymore for the most part. Right. Uh, you guys broke a lot of those inefficiencies in the business model. We broke it. We just said, look, it's not needed. It's not necessary. And when customers flocked to us with record churn rates, the other companies said, well, crap, we better, we better do that too. Right. Um, and so we're seeing that the, the the internet world is the next ripe area and the main reason is because you know you have you have families who you know they they're the salt of the earth you know they're what i guess you consider the flyover states right um and they they get flown over by a lot of different ways not only by the airplanes but also just the major corporations they're just like oh Going to that area out in the middle of the Ozarks that's, you know, two hours away from a major city, it doesn't pencil out to to bring internet to them. And for the most part, those companies are correct. It's it's a difficult it's a difficult lift to pencil out the kind of network that we're gonna bring to these areas unless you have excellent partnerships and you're able to leverage existing relationships within the communities yeah. that really help stand up those uh, those areas in a stronger way at the end of the day, it's all about making sure that the, the the families that are in these rural areas have just as much and just as consistent access to the Internet, which is now as ubiquitous as water and power, as somebody who lives in a major metropolitan area. Yeah, it's,
1: a, it's an interesting perspective, um, you know, because we're up in the Northwest, yeah. um, in the Seattle area. And I don't think a lot of people up here actually realize the vast majority of the ex- the customer experience, what that's like in those underserved regions. And yeah. Since you've been
0: out there, yep. what is what is it like? What are the problems that they're facing, and and what
1: what is their experience like?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. So, I mean, I've sat in uh, quite a few focus groups over the last you know six months or so, um, and and there's two things that really ring true. One is the misconception that because they you know you're going to a place like Muskogee, Oklahoma, or uh, you know Frankenmuth, Michigan that because it's out in the middle of nowhere, that these people, for some reason, have no understanding of technology. And that's woefully untrue. I mean, I've sat in these rooms where people know every gnat of every bit and bite on how communities, networks work, and they also, at the same time, don't want to live in a big city. Like, they're like, yeah, that's great that, you know, I could go move to, you know, some hub somewhere. But that's just not my life. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know, I'm a Missouri boy. I'm dying a Missouri boy, yeah. like that kind of thing, right? And so one thing that we're finding a uh, consistency is companies are coming in, and because they know that they are the only game in town or one of only a couple, they're charging these families 150 $200, sometimes even more per month for my five megabit download speed, Right that's something that you or I in Seattle would pay to get like a 10 gigabit symmetric fiber connection to mm-hmm. our house, right? It may be even faster than that. Yeah. And we'd be happy to pay that. These guys are paying it to basically get shitty internet. Right. <laughs> you
1: know? A b- a step above dial-up, right?
0: Yes, it, b- b- barely. Yeah. And Some of that is even through satellite, yeah. which means the first time it rains, you're screwed. Right. Right? Your signal goes down. At least with dial-up, if as long as the phone line was connected, you could stay connected, right? Right, right. And so... What we're finding is that the technology has grown in a way that allows these other companies to serve these customers. The problem is the, the companies that are serving these customers don't find it don't find it to pencil out to buy the new equipment to 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 do the things with the radio waves that T-Mobile is able to do to get these customers a service.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. They don't see the value of the farmer that lives ten miles away from a major road. Because he's the only guy out there. Yeah, they're looking. They would look in the opposite direction where they can go serve ten thousand customers, and it makes sense. Like, like I said, from an economics model, we I get it, right? You, you don't want to spend a million dollars to go to one guy, and you're never going to ROI that guy, right? It's just it's lost money, right? Well, we're looking at it from we want to be the change maker to help these people, regardless of where they live, to understand that. The access to the internet is a—it should be a right, like anything else. And you know what we're finding in a lot of these towns is, for example, we were in Muskogee, Oklahoma, and I keep referencing that because it was very meaningful. Mm-hmm. We went there, and this guy was like, you know, he was like, "I'm born here, raised here, He said, I'll probably die here, right? It's, just, it's my hometown. It's where I love, live. I love it. That's fine," he said, but. I do like to get out of here sometimes either by getting in the car and driving or by other means. Like I like to escape. Right. And he said, if I don't have a a reliable access to the internet, I can't get out of Muskogee. I'm stuck here. Like there's no way to escape out of it. Right. And that really hit home for me because I'm like, we do take it for granted, especially in the PNW or like, like myself, I grew up in, grew up in LA. Like it's always, all that stuff has always kind of been there. Yeah. So when you go to these, these places and they're like, yeah, no, I, can't check my email to get outside of this town because I don't have uh, access to, e- to to a reliable internet, it blows your mind. Like, it's, like, what? Like, you just don't get it.
1: Yeah, and also, I mean, the connectivity around, like, uh, the impacts on education
0: mm-hmm. and yep. career advancement and all those different things, you know? Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you have a reliable internet access, uh, access to the internet, you can start that Etsy shop. Yeah. Right. You can be maybe a telecommuter, you yeah. know, you do some uh, uh, medical billing or something, you know, and there's a lot of opportunities for people to do those jobs. Right. The, the jobs are open. Right. But if you don't, you know, one of the number one uh, box you have to check under, are you a convicted felon is, do you have a reliable access to the internet? Yeah. Right. So you get to the very only question number two of that questionnaire. And you're like, well, I guess I'm out. Yeah. Right. And you know, like uh, with, with the economy in a lot of these areas and the and the annual income in a lot of these areas being what they are people want to break out of that make a little bit more money do better for their families but they're limited if they don't have a good internet access com- uh, there or just like if they don't have a great car or a reliable car yeah they reliable a good car yeah if they have a reliable car and they're in just outside of Tulsa Oklahoma they can drive into Tulsa work make good money or decent money and then yep. drive back to wherever they want yep right so if you if you look at it like that and say well if i don't have a reliable freeway from my house to the world via internet i'm just as backlogged as if i have a car that's on blocks right i can't get to my job i, I can't access the things that i want to yeah i mean you know there's there's a lot of people especially in a lot of these rural areas But they have a great uh, access to a lot of like antiques and really cool old stuff, you know, barn finds and stuff like that. And, you know, we're finding that a lot of customers tell us, listen, or potential customers, listen, if I have a better access, I can take this stuff. I can, I can flip it. You know, I can go to the barn, I can spend 50 bucks, buy a couple things, put it on eBay or whatever and flip it and sell it. And they make, they make their living that way. Participate in the commerce process. Participate in the commerce process. That's right. And then, you know, not to mention that as those communities grow, and they get more and they get further connected, from the T-Mobile perspective, we're we're looking at it going, okay. Once we build a, a, a considerable customer base in a given town, however many people, right, we can say, listen, we built this this access to the internet. You trust the T-Mobile name. You've had it for maybe a year or two, whatever the pencils mm-hmm. out to be. Now we want to put a store there. Now we want to bring more economic growth into the town. Right. We're putting a store create in your neighborhood. Jobs. Create more jobs. Now there's 7, 10, maybe fifteen people that work at that store full yeah. time. And now you trust T Mobile because you've had them on your internet for the last two years. Why don't you come get a phone from us? Yeah. Right? So it's like I said, it's not a um it's not a charity case by any means. There there's long term goals of what we want to do as a company. Sure. But
1: um Well speaking of the long term goals, it's interesting. Um
0: how does this al- how does this align with the Sprint merger? So the sprint merger is still something that's still in, in works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that there's obviously a world pre- and post-merger. Uh, that's not to say that there's still not a ton of things that we can do in this regard without having to have that in place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I think it would, be, it would be irresponsible to say that we can't do a lot more. once we have it yeah you know there's there's 2.5 megahertz there's a lot of other bandwidth a lot of other capabilities that come with that deal yeah that just allows us with this uh, not only the cell phone side but the home internet side right to scale at at a whole different rate right um but we're also very clear on the fact that we can do some of this stuff already yeah like we you know we've we've got stuff already in the hopper that we're just itching to ready to get to get going we're just waiting on a couple other green lights across nice. the company to move so yeah.
1: so when uh, what can what can people uh that, that are out there listening expect to see uh um from the from the isp rollout
0: as far as the the, the roadmap coming up around the corner is that we're going to be really spending 2019 going across the nation um to uh to select markets um and really proving out the model right um so you probably hear a very dull roar on this throughout 2019 and that's just to really make sure that we're taking care of the customers in the right way
1: um, just to clarify, uh, John Ledger doesn't. Does he? Is he? Is he capable of a dull roar? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> or well, dull the, roar for him? Dull, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The the funny thing is is that we've been told to make sure that 2019 is proving out the stage ready announcement. Gotcha. So 2019 is really just proving that we believe our own bullshit. Cool. Making sure it works first. Making and, sure it works yeah. right. Yeah. So that's why we're not putting any commitment to how many people we're going to be on no, that's it. That's great. But what we're just we we're, we're just starting in 2019. Yeah. Nice and slow. Yeah. Um, because we have you know, and this is public information that uh, John has made it very clear that uh, we need to have 9.5 million customers by 2024.
1: That's awesome. And Some we're in 2019. Yeah. So, <laughs> and 2019
0: is a slow burn. Yeah, you're So you out could do that. the math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: So yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So, uh, if anybody wants any additional information from you, where they can, where can they find you on uh,
0: LinkedIn, social yep. media? Yeah, LinkedIn. I'm Jason McCracken from you know T-Mobile. I think you could just search that, and uh, mm-hmm. but you also can email me at Jason McCracken at t dash uh, Ask me any questions, um, and I'm I'm happy to clarify. Uh, you know, we we now that we have an entire war room for this business built in uh, at our headquarters in Bellevue, uh, we we welcome people coming. And uh, us talking about it behind closed doors, where we can have a chat. And if you want to see some of the kind of the voodoo, uh, we, we're we're happy to show as much as we can. That's cool uh, Some of it's cool. Some of it's kind of scary. But <laughs> scary in a
1: good way. Scary in a good way. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, you'd be happy to know I actually had um, I actually just ordered my own uh, uh, my own blueprint apron nice. for cooking. Nice. So <laughs> we're gonna be doing it. we're doing d- doing some uh, some holiday uh, some holiday food giveaways. Yeah. At the over the over the over the holiday, I love it. So cool. Well, uh, all this information is going to be in our podcast notes, uh, along with uh, Jason's contact information <clears throat> and social media, so you can always ca- uh, um, connect up with him that way. Take a look at it, and then as always, you know, thank you for listening, and make sure you turn in next week as we feature another guest uh, in the innovation and tech space. Is there
0: any final thoughts you want to give the listeners? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate you know giving help giving us a voice to to what we're doing, and um, you know we're just really excited to 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 get into this market um it's moving fast it's going to be great and we're literally looking forward to, to breaking things so thanks yeah, got it. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome yeah you got it. Cool. yeah cool thanks for coming on thanks thank you for joining us on OneCube, a production of blueprint technologies subscribe to the show to be the first to hear about announcements and new episodes be sure to visit our website at bpcs.com to learn more about digital transformation and the innovative technology solutions you could be using today. See you next time on 1Q by Blueprint. Views and opinions expressed by the participants on this podcast represent their own and not those of the institutions they work for. For more information, visit bpcs.com slash OneQ.